Hi, and welcome to Global Impact, a podcast designed to help you find the freedom to accomplish more with your life, increase the productivity of your team, and make a difference in the lives of people around the world. I'm your host, J.W. Oliver, and I thank you for joining us. Well, hello again from Global Impact, and uh, today I'm here with a good friend, Dr. Lionel Young III. Lionel, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, JW. Thanks for having me. I'm going to tell a little about who you are because, man, this is like an impressive uh, resume. If I was if I was looking to hire you, you'd be overqualified for anything I have. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lionel serves as the Executive Vice President for Global Action. I serve on the board with uh, Lionel. Uh, he holds a PhD from the University of Stirling, which is in Scotland, where he did his research on the history of global Christianity. He holds a Master's of Theology from Trinity Evangelical Divinity School, a Master's of Divinity from Grace Theological Seminary, and a BA from Grace College. He served as a pastor for 30 years in the U.S., where most recently he led his church from a congregation of 250 to 1600. He served in theological institutions in various parts of Africa, Asia, and Oceania. He also works as a scholar in residence at the Cambridge Center for Christianity Worldwide. Lionel, it's great to have you, and that is an impressive resume. Thank you, JW. I'm really glad to be with you. My, my wife's not impressed at all by my resume. I just want to let you know that right now. Not impressed at all. <laughs> well, she was probably side by side as you were having to get all those. So she was probably the one working hard while you were studying. <laughs> you are absolutely right. <laughs> when I finished my doctorate, she, when I finished my doctorate, she looked at me and said, you're done. That's it. You're done. No more Officially, studying. you're done. Oceana, what did you do in Oceana and where is Oceana? Well, Oceana is the sort of the region uh, that encompasses uh, Australasia, which is Australia, New Zealand, Melanesia, uh, and the Pacific Islands. So I was an adjunct in, um, in Australia, uh, teaching theology uh, there as a visiting professor. Oh, wow. Very cool. Well, Lionel, as we're sitting here talking, we are in the middle of uh, quite the pandemonic, pandemonium crisis of the pandemic of the uh, coronavirus. So, you know, uh, we, we had our, we actually had a board meeting today where we were able to talk about some of the issues that uh, uh, we're facing as a, as a group, but we also were able to, you know, kind of plan ahead. So, uh, Lionel and I spoke about what's important during these times, and we, we both agree that it's leadership, that leadership and crisis is, is the most important things. And we talked about three of those, and I'd like to kind of just quickly kind of walk through those and get Lionel's opinion on what does a leader look like going through a times of crisis? Because not everybody emerges as a true leader. And, and those that do really take us to the next level. We, we've been talking about Winston Churchill and. Uh, how influential he was and a leader he was as well. So, Lionel, um, what does a leadership in crisis look like to you? Well, I, I, um, 
I first, you know, of course, I, I turned to the, the scriptures for a, a lot of inspiration in my own life and direction in my life. And I, I like how Jesus defined leadership. He de defined it as, as serving other people, serving those around you. And I think that when you're going through a difficult time as a leader, through a crisis, I think it's very natural to think, oh, how is this going to affect me? I think that's very natural. We, even the best of leaders think about that. I mean, if you, you know, watch uh, the, uh, the films about Winston Churchill that, that are, I think, really well done, you'll see him privately kind of struggling uh, with the, all the burdens that are placed on him. But um, having said that, at the end of the day, the leader has to get up and say, how can I serve the people around me? Um, how can I be available? And, and that you can serve them in many different ways. I need to be available. I need to be available to the, the staff members that that are depending on me. I, I need I need to be encouraging. I need to encourage uh, the the my, my colleagues, those who work side by side with me. I need to be creative. I need to be working with them, engaged with them, thinking about. Uh, creative solutions in the middle of this difficulty. So, I mean, I think first and foremost, leadership begins with uh, serving other people. Uh, God has given uh, leaders a, a position and that position exists not for the leader, but for the leader to serve those ar around him. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I, I think sometimes that's also a little bit of my third point here, which is, which is action. But when you talk about serving and you talk about planning and then that develops into that action, which staves off a lot of that negativity and that pessimism that sometimes can just absolutely overwhelm us. So uh, so serving, number number one, I think that's the most important thing. The second thing was we were we were we were talking about was was planning. And I know when we mentioned planning, that also encompassed um, communing with with other leaders to help them support you. Talk about how we, that aspect, the, the planning or the uh, the meeting with other leaders as well. I, I think just speaking personally, one of the things that is um, most difficult um, in the middle of crisis, a, a crisis is not, not having a, a plan, not knowing, you know, okay, what, what do I do right now? in the in the middle of this difficult time and I, I'm okay with plans changing but but if you don't have any plan at all it can be it, it can be um, uh, it can be debilitating for for you and and for your team and so I think coming up with a good plan um, and it's never gonna be I heard one leader go with your sevens your plans probably never gonna be at ten so just go with your sevens I, I really like that. It's a great line. Um, no plans ever attend. <laughs> um, and and most of leadership, you know, share this with my boys many times. I have three boys that you know, most of leadership is not like um, like a just kind of a, a running a marathon. It, it's much more like running. A, it's an obstacle course, much more than a marathon. Yeah, and marathons are hard. But you're not like jumping over lakes and rivers and you know having people <laughs> try to knock you over it's it's an well, obstacle you, uh, course well even you got to find a new route right you're you're running you got a plan you're running straight ahead you go oh i gotta i gotta take a new direction that road's flooded or there there's an obstacle in the way i think that, that's a that's a good 
alternative when you got to make a change in your plan, but at least you got a plan, right? Yeah, I think that's a good point, um, uh, JW, that that having a plan doesn't mean that you 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 aren't some somewhat flexible with that plan. Um, someone someone once said, uh, uh, "Plans are useless, but planning is essential." Uh, and the, the right. point the point, of course, it's an exaggeration, but the point is that that this plan is probably going to change, and we all know that as leaders, but it's going to move me forward to the place, uh, and you just mentioned, you know, there's gonna be an obstacle in the way. This plan will get me to the next obstacle, and then I'll come up with another plan to get around that obstacle, and then to get on to the next one. And I think that kind of leads to your your point about being around other leaders during this time. Like this morning, I was encouraged by being around our board and being with some of our staff members to to listen to that, hey, what, what do you guys think was the best way to get over this obstacle? And getting together and just coming up with a plan. And again, we know it's not gonna be perfect. Uh, we're probably gonna have to change it down the road. But I think that the, the encouragement that comes from planning with other people um, is, um, I know it's really important for me. Uh, not only does it strengthen me, but it helps make the plan a lot better. Well, I, I think just like we talked about in our meeting today, in our board meeting, we, we had a, quite a long, we were supposed to have the board meeting in person in Phoenix and uh, uh, we, we did it over a Zoom call. And, but I think the key to that was we have a 30 day plan even for global action, right? There's this 30 day plan that says, let's see where we're at in 30 days and then we'll make adjustments. So there's some contingency on that. So that that's no doubt, that's the, the mo one, of the, one of the keys of these three points we talked about. You know, leadership in crisis starts with serving others. Second thing is is planning, and the way you do the good planning, in, in my mind, is surround yourself with with good leaders who can help encourage you, give you direction. But they're going to be helping you move forward instead of sitting around thinking, "Oh man, this is bad. This is really bad. I don't know where I'm going to go next." You don't want that around you. I know our pastor always says, "You know, surround yourself with your Fab Five. Uh, those are the people that are going to." You, you want to mimic them. You you want to you want to be encouraged by them, and they're the kind of people you want to be around. So so definitely that that serving, and then your your planning, and then I think the third point is is acting. Um, and and I always I always agree uh, believe that action breeds uh, confidence and courage. Where where fear causes you just to kind of you know cuddle up in a ball and, and in a fetal position and do nothing. So. Uh, Tell me about, about action and what does that mean to you as kind of a third point? Well, you know, I have a, something that I personally do every week. We didn't talk about this earlier, but every, um, every Sunday, um, I write out a list of my goals for, for the week and the things that I want to do. And, and they're very, very measurable. These are the things I want to get done. Uh, and they call their call to action. Um, and I also do that once a month on the, the at the end of the month, I, I'll say, what are my goals for this month? And then once a week on, on Sundays, I'm trying to take some time off. I'll, and sometimes the thoughts will just come to me through the day, but I'll just get my, um, get, get my smartphone out and I'll just list what are the, the things I want to accomplish this week. But I, I think during times like this, it's almost like a, listing your action items almost on a daily basis because 
things change so much yeah. and, and you know however you know however you want to do that evernote or uh sticky notes or how it's up there on the screen and just reminds you these are the sometimes sometimes these on. yellow pads like this right <laughs> oh, those yellow pads were great <laughs> bring them back i mean I, I love i love getting my pen out and writing things down but um, to me, having action items is very encouraging and you're just going on to the next item. Um, and I think during these times, they only almost need to be daily actionable items that, that I'm acting on each and every day. Um, and I think the other thing I would add to this is that encourages me is I, look, I can't control the coronavirus and I can't control what the CDC says I can't control what the news outlets say. I there's a lot I, I, I can't control uh, you know clients or donors or I, none of that. All I can do is do the right thing. I can control what I do and that has to be my focus uh, to, to focus on doing the right thing and I can't even control the outcome. I can I can influence the outcome, but I can't control it. Um, and the again, all I can do, all we can do as leaders is the right thing. Just act, do the right thing. Have your plan, be flexible with it, and then just act, do the right thing. You know, it's, it's funny you mentioned about the differences in terminology. I remember years ago, I read somewhere where they were saying, uh, when, when, when doctors give you medication, did you respond to it or did you react to it? And, and I think that's true even in today, you know, react, react is negative, respond is positive. So I think today it's, it's how are we gonna respond to this? And you're right, we don't control what the federal government's gonna do or what our state and local municipalities are gonna do, but we do control how we react to it and how, how we respond to it. And I think it's important to, to respond uh, in a very positive. You, you mentioned the other day, you and I had a conversation uh, this was a good time also to sharpen your ax. Uh, many times mm. we're moving at such a, a rapid pace in our lives, going from one project to the next that, hey, we've got a little bit of time to sharpen our ax. That, that could mean uh, looking at our goals and reevaluating. That, that could mean um, uh, taking, a, taking in a series online where we wanted to learn how to use know, Excel or Word better. Maybe we wanted to learn a language. So this is a time where you can sharpen your ax increase your prayer time uh what a great time to to spend a little more time with the lord which i try to do every morning for 30 to 45 minutes before the world starts engulfing me but so that's another thing as far as an action you can sharpen your axe uh, lana we were mentioning about winston churchill who i think most people will agree that if it hadn't been for winston churchill the, the outcome of the war could have been different even um but he was definitely a contagious leader. He wasn't well liked by everyone, not then. He's obviously well liked today because of the results that he put through. And again, knowing that our leaders from our, uh, our president and our global leaders have to make tough decisions and, and they are put in those positions where they have to make tough. But Winston Churchill specifically had some great things and we mentioned about never, never, never give up. And, and that's kind of where we're at today. We don't know if this quarantine in the U.S. is going to last one more day, be over at the 15th of the month, uh, or whether it's going to, you know, last 30 or 45 days. So how would you, how would you paraphrase 
the way that Winston Churchill possibly approached this, where he really uh, took them through a crisis as well. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's appropriate to say, but, but when, when, one of the things Winston Churchill said is he was just going through leading uh, the world through a hellish experience and people are wondering what to do. And he said, hey, if you're going through hell, keep going. I mean, and that was the way he lived his life. I mean, he, yeah. there was a sense, uh, there was an indomitable spirit about him as a person. And, and by the way, I, th I think there's something to that. Um, there is, we often use the expression, there's something about the human spirit um, that is just um, Im impressive, how humans just have, find a way to keep going. And I think if we look at that theologically, we might say there's something about the image of God in all of us, that we, we are image bearers and God has has placed within us this this desire to push forward and keep on going Amen. and then if you put the gospel in there and you, you and, and you add that to the human spirit there's even greater encouragement and our, our staff at global action right now we're hanging on to first corinthians 15 58 which is be steadfast immovable always abounding in the work of the lord because you know your labor is not in vain, your work will not be wasted. But I just like that expression, be steadfast. Um, just don't quit. You know, Churchill would say, never, never, never give up. Um, and I, I just wanna add to that, just that for leaders who are listening, it doesn't mean we don't get discouraged as leaders. I, I, I think if we look at scripture, we see all the great leaders had times of discouragement. It's just that we don't give up in the middle of that discouragement. Um, I would often say to my boys, you have permission to be discouraged. You do not have permission to quit. Yeah. You have permission Amen. to struggle. You, you, you can struggle. You have permission, but you do not have permission to quit. Never, ever give up. Well, I don't, I've been through a lot of difficult times in, in, in my career and from work and um, you know, uh, been fortunate to have my, my my wife with me the whole time. 26 years today, just so you know, it's my anniversary today, and we're going to celebrate on the back right. porch. <laughs> but but you know, the one thing I did remember and always uh, kind of always brought to the forefront is, yeah, there were times in the middle of the night when my family was asleep and I didn't have to face any employees, and I might shed a lot of tears and 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 cry and sob a little bit. But I had to get myself together and lead my team the next day, lead my family, lead my team. So I think out of this, this leadership in crisis, I, I encourage that we we develop that sense of serving, uh, develop that sense of community, uh, develop that sense of action to encourage others, and then just the never, never give up attitude. And, and look, another thing, we're surrounded by negativity from the social media. You know, the, the, this is the end of the world. We're going to be shut down for six months, eight months. Uh, economy is never going to be the same. You know, bread lines, food's going to get back. I just encourage you to turn that crap off every now and then. Find a good, encouraging show. I just told you before this that that I was. I think I'm going to watch The Darkest Hour tonight. You know, that was the Winston Churchill movie, and I've seen it a couple of times. I think, hey, I'm going to watch it tonight. Turn that movie on. Watch that. Don't watch the, you know, no. turn the doomsday off, turn the statistics off. The media's 
leading you to sensationalism. And that's not what leadership does. Leadership doesn't lead by what the media says. Leadership does leads by planning, serving, and then taking action as well. Absolutely. That's such a good, good word of encouragement. Uh, um, because I, you know, obviously we do need to keep up with what's going on in, in the news, uh, in the, in the world and the news does help us with that. But I just, you know, the, the, for, for many people in the media, this is probably the best thing in the world that's happened to them in a long time. Now everybody is at home and they have to watch them. And I would yeah. just say, you know, you know, um, keep up with what's going on through whatever news source you use, but I don't want to spend my whole day learning about all the things I can't control. Um, I, I want to keep up with what's going on. Um, I want to know so I can pray and plan, but um, there's just so many good things to focus on, Philippians 4, 6, to set our minds on things that are good and true and beautiful. It's hard to do right now, but I think we've got to encourage each other to do it. You know, I was, I was, when I was going through a lot of tough times, I would always go to James 1, verse 2, and it says, um, you know, I count it pure joy when I go through these difficult times. And that's what we're in right now. And I, I remember, uh, well, actually, Rick Thompson with Global Action, we were in a Bible study one time, and we focused on that word pure joy. And, you know, it's, it's hard to really have pure joy in the midst of difficult times. But that's exactly what the book of James was telling us to, is we, I count it pure joy, you know, knowing that the testing of me produces endurance. And, you know, so I think that's what it does. We're, we're learning something in every situation. I always tell my kids as well, every situation, look back and say, what did I learn from that? And there'll be lessons from this one as well. Maybe that's uh, preparing yourself a little bit better financially or physically or eating better or whatever that is, but what can you do better? So, uh, hey, last thing, Lionel, I, I, I appreciate it. We've been able to talk about the three steps that leaders can, can uh, take in times of, of crisis, which most of them are already doing that with service and planning and then action. Uh, but a little bit about global action. I know uh, the meeting today, it's a nonprofit, which uh, is helping train leaders around the world who is affecting communities, which is affecting change through through communities and people uh, globally. Um, tell us a little bit of, real quick about the what the work is being done there and how it's truly changing lives through global action. Well, thanks, Jadavia. I think, the, and thank you for your your support and the your the how your, your you personally and your business is con uh, committed to. Um, uh, generosity and and uh, you guys have really been a blessing to us. Um, I think the best way to maybe explain the work of Global Action would be to kind of encourage people to think about the traditional missionary, sending someone from uh, the United States and having them go and get support and they go over and learn a language and learn a culture and they get settled in. Um, the world has changed so much. Um, we know that that there are many Christians now who are living in places like Africa and Latin America and Asia and a lot of Christians. In fact, there are more Christians in Africa than there are in North America now. Um, there's some 667 million Christians on the African continent and um, about 254 million in North America. So there are almost three times as many Christians in Africa as there are in North America. 
So wow. this old model, old model of doing missions by sending uh, a, a missionary over to uh, to serve in Africa is it's I'm not saying it's it's bad. Uh, there are some people that still embrace it, but Global Action uses a different strategy. What we do is we work with local leaders in Africa, in Asia, in Latin America, in Eastern Europe, and we equip them and empower them to transform their communities. And so we're working with uh, pastors and ministry leaders and church leaders and community leaders who have no access to training or theological education. And we provide a program for them, a one to two year program for them, uh, for them where we, we provide the training that they need and give them the tools that they need to in turn transform their communities. So rather than building the children's home in Kenya, we equip the leader to build the children's home in Kenya. Rather than drilling the well in Zimbabwe, we empower the local leader to drill the well in Zimbabwe. Rather than setting up a medical clinic in Guatemala, we empower the local leader to do that. And we believe that is a incredibly strategic way of doing missions. We're working now in about, as I mentioned, four, on, on four different continents. We have about, at any given time, about a thousand leaders in our program in different parts of the world. And as I mentioned this morning in the meeting, um, you know, leadership is needed now more than ever before. And this uh, COVID-19 virus has affected the whole world. It's affected our leaders in different parts of the world. And we want to be there for them. And we want to help those leaders be there uh, for the people that they serve. But that's a little bit about global action. If I miss something, JW, uh, prompt me and I'll be glad to, uh, to no, jump I, in. I, I, I think that's, um, yeah, and I think that's a good good overlay. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm always hesitant to serve on boards. Uh, simply because um, most of the time they seem to be ineffective and seem to be for uh, the wrong reasons. But let me tell you, Global Action is the real deal. Operates on a very um, a minimal uh, administrative budget and overhead cost, and they're they're doing some amazing work. So, I encourage you to go to globalaction.com and uh, and check out what they're doing as well. And, and we'll put that up on the podcast link as well for the. To, to go to global action, but yeah, so I will end that with a leadership in crisis. It's it's serving others, it's uh, surrounding yourself with good people. Number two, and planning, and then the third thing is is action. So, Lionel, I appreciate you. Appreciate your commitment to the work of advancing the kingdom. Uh, appreciate the work you're doing in Africa, where obviously uh, we're very passionate about with our office there, and and we just pray that uh, hey, we're going to get through it. This this too shall pass, and we'll be bigger and stronger and, and better than ever, and we'll be ready to tackle it. Thank you so much, JW. It was good to be with you. Thanks for having me today, and thanks for all your work and, and for your your support, and wish you all the best. Well, thanks a bunch, Lionel. Again, thanks for joining us. Uh, we hope we can help you through uh, this difficult time and, and show you some leadership channels that, that can encourage you and lift you up and give you some direction as well. Have a super week. Thanks again for joining us on another edition of Global Impact. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Deezer and follow us on Facebook. 
Links will be in the description below. Until next time, stay inspired, stay motivated, and make an impact.